Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday. I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you guys. I'm really looking forward to a little bit of a therapy session. Definitely could use it today. I had a lovely conversation yesterday with the guys of Elevation Nation. I can't wait for you guys to listen to that episode when it comes out soon. And yesterday was just overall a really great day. I was productive. I got my things done. I got to have a change of scenery, which was really necessary for me. And I just all in all had a really, really great day. That conversation was everything I needed and more. I got to chat with my friend for a while and just vent and get clarity. And I went to bed feeling really, really good about myself. I even got my Supreme Court of Florida diploma saying that I am licensed to practice in all courts in the state of Florida. So yesterday was just a really, really good day. And then today I woke up and I've just been anxious and overwhelmed and exasperated and honestly like emotional, but I haven't cried. Like I just, you know, I can't really tap into my emotions right now, which is an interesting feeling. And I just have been flustered and haven't been able to do nearly as much work as I should have and would like to have done today. But you know, Some days are just like that. You get less done than others and it doesn't mean that you failed or you weren't successful or that it wasn't a good day. It just means that tomorrow will be better and that's what I'm holding on to right now. But I wanted to give you guys a real life look into the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur and being a businesswoman and being in your mid-20s and being a lawyer because all of these things are what's happening right now in my life and what's adding to all of the things that are going on in my life and just friendship changes and growth moments and learning lessons and a lot of just change and also the solar eclipse in Scorpio begun today began today began today or yesterday so that's also playing a role in all of this and you know It's just a lot, but we're going to keep pushing because that's what we do here on Let's Get Candid and I'm going to bring you guys along for the ride as always. And yeah, I just wanted to share that because I feel like I'm not the only one going through some crazy changes right now. You know, everyone's feeling the eclipse in their own ways and it's fall, cuffing season is coming, election season is here and the weather's changing and relationships are changing and friendships are evolving and we are we are growing more enlightened and aligned with ourselves and that comes with a lot of uncomfort and discomfort and you know sometimes you just gotta let us let ourselves feel it and that's exactly what I'm gonna do when I log off the mic I'm gonna go get a lymphatic drainage massage with the childhood friends and just reset and recenter and really just give myself a moment to to listen to my body and be kind to my body and when I get home meditate and just relax because I definitely could use it. I have been so go 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 in the last couple of weeks and last weekend I took time off from going out to really give myself a break and it was exactly what I needed and I think my body's just telling me to slow down today again. So today's also a really weird day for me because 
I, and I'll, I'll really get candid with you guys on this one, you know, we talk about dating and relationships and life on here. Today is my ex's birthday and I had honestly forgotten about it until Facebook reminded me and I was really, really proud of myself when I realized that I totally forgot until Facebook told me. And I, you know, for the first time in a while, I didn't have the inclination on his birthday to reach out to him. And I'm really proud of myself for that. But then there is someone right now that I wish I could talk to that I shouldn't and I don't want to reach out to, but I really wish I could. And somebody else. And it's just, you know, there's just a lot of emotions in the dating and relationship realm for me right now. And just fighting with realizing, you know, I I don't know if I want a relationship. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I deserve. And I know the type of relationship I want. But I don't know if I want it right now. Because I feel like I'm still in that phase of prioritizing my career and my job and my business and me and my healing and my health and wellness that I don't know if I have the capacity to take on investing in a relationship right now because it is an investment in your future and it does take a lot of energy to to be vulnerable and to get to know somebody and you know I've been on quite a few dates in the last couple of months and I just was like some wanted more and someone and then I wasn't willing to give them more and then some didn't want anything at all but I wanted more with them and it's like you know do I want a relationship do I want casual do I want what do I want and realizing I do want a relationship I just right now I'm not willing to invest energy in the wrong one so that means taking time for myself to be alone and just really figure out myself and then use all of that extra energy in put it in my career because that is more important to me right now anyway and that you know lo que es para ti nadie te lo quita what's for me no one's going to take that away from me and you know when it's my time my person will come but right now this season is a building my empire season and you know even though it's cozy cuffing season warm and fuzzy you want someone to share that with that's just not my reality and I just gotta, you know, let that be. And that's okay. But just quite a lot going on over here. <laughs> but I thought I'd share with you guys because, you know, I know I'm not alone. That's what it's like when you are, you know, I'm a month away from turning 25 and, you know, and my mid 20s and quarter life crisis, if you will. And just figuring life out because that's what, that's what this podcast is all about. And, that's what this week's guest episode is all about and I can't wait to tell you all about her but really fast a suck and sweet of the week so my suck of the week is just how I'm feeling right now just really flustered and exasperated and it's not a feeling that I'm familiar with because I normally know exactly what I'm feeling and what's bothering me and why and I can't quite put a finger on it because I don't know if it's a combination of all of the things or it's one particular thing that's weighing heavier and it's just out of my control right now and I'm doing all that I can to just let things happen around me and, you know, trust that the right things and people and opportunities and situations will present themselves 
but I just right now I'm in a phase of trust the process and there's not much more that I can do. And besides building my businesses as, as I, you know, am, am doing and working, focusing on my career, but in the other aspects of my life, there's just not a whole lot I can do right now. And that's a weird place for me to be. So I just, I think just feeling like this, that like there's really nothing I can do when I'm such an impatient doer is hard. So that's my suck of the week. Just feeling like, I don't know. Yeah, that's really just it. And my sweet of the week is that this Friday, which is the day after you guys are listening, but today is Tuesday when I'm recording this. But on Friday, I'm going to my friend Elizabeth's agency launch. She rebranded her agency, Jude the Agency, and I'm so proud of her and so excited for her. And Friday's her launch party, and I'm super excited to go and celebrate her and have a good time with friends in the industry and just an excuse to dress up, take really cute photos with a disposable camera, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. And then next week is Rella's event with Creative Juice, and I'm really excited for that event. I can't wait to tell you guys more about that in next week's intro, and I'm super excited to have a great time with industry people. Again, network, meet a bunch of brands, meet a bunch of creators and influencers in Miami, and be with Natalie and our team. They're coming out from out of town, those who don't live in Miami. And I'm just super excited to be with everybody and have so much fun celebrating all of our hard work and two brands that I truly believe in, Rella and Creative Juice. If you haven't checked them out, definitely go check them out. Rella is the app for influencers to manage their entire business like a business all in one place that my friend Natalie Barbu founded. And then Creative Juice is a bank and financing institution for creatives and influencers, and it's like nothing that has ever been done before. So these are two incredibly important, impactful influencer and female-related businesses and impacting businesses, and I'm just really excited to be a part of something like this. And actually, shout out to Natalie because she is the person who introduced me to this week's guest. So it's the perfect way to introduce Grace Lee. She and Natalie grew up going to college, you know, rival colleges. They grew up in North Carolina. They were really close when they lived in New York together. Grace still lives in New York and they have been really great mentors for me in the creative space, in the influencer space. And I talk about Natalie all the time and I had her on my podcast a couple of months ago. And I knew that when I met Grace in person, I just had to you know, really dive into what she does and what makes Grace Grace and all the amazing things she's doing as an entrepreneur and founder of her own social media management company and for the clients that she has and how she got to where she is. So that's what this episode is all about. I really get candid with Grace on where she has been and where she's going and all the amazing things she's doing and I really think you guys are going to like this episode. She has helped me a lot with my branding and strategy and just giving me behind the scenes tips and tricks and ideas. And I'm really, really, really happy that I have someone like Grace in my life. So without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show, share with a friend. And thank you guys again for being here. It really does mean a lot. I hope you guys like this episode. I'll talk to you all next week meet Grace. Grace, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? They wouldn't know about me. Um, 
Ooh, that is a good question. <laughs> I would say, I'm just even trying to think of like the things I do share. Um, I do share like a lot of my work, but I feel like a lot of people wouldn't really see exactly what I'm doing. I mean, it's a part of my business, so I don't really show like how I am creating a strategy plan or how I'm creating a calendar. Like these little things, um, people just see the results, right? They see like the final videos for client work. So I think it's like the behind the scenes, like the process of creating something. Yeah. Would you ever show that more? Just because for people who are curious about doing what you're doing, which we're going to dive into, would you ever show that side or you like to keep it kind of hidden? I think that's tricky because it's like, it's a part of your business, right? So if you share that, you're kind of sharing your business secrets, really. So I feel like people who do have those questions, I'm happy to answer them maybe off social media, but just like a one-on-one consulting basis. But yeah, I don't think I would fully share that publicly no that makes total sense but like it's good that like I wanted to ask you about like some of those things like not you don't have to give me like the like the formula like you know but just like how you went about this like what resources you use like what you look into to develop these things so people who want to get into it can get the basics and then if they want more information then they can go to you personally and be like all right like help me out let me you know let me pick your brain for for this and then of course yeah you charge because you know, nowadays picking your brain is a very valuable, very valuable thing. So when did you start sharing your life online? When did social media start for you? It started in 2010 when Instagram started. So this for me was my junior year of high school and people were getting familiar with this app. It was basically sharing uh, photos and I think when Instagram started, it wasn't, um, you couldn't upload photos. You could only take it and post it right away. I think so. Yeah. That's such a long time ago. <laughs> I know. So it's been fun to see the the evolution really of Instagram in general, just seeing it evolve from the photo sharing app into now a business for a lot of people. So you were a junior in high school when you started, when Instagram started, I think we're about the same age or at least the same class. And then you went to UNC for college. Did you like, when did it really take off for you, the social media thing? where you were like, okay, like this can become a business. Was it in college? Was it after? So I would say, I always like to say, so yeah, I started in high school, but when it really kicked off was when I went to college. That's when I grew a following. People on campus were noticing that I, I was a fashion blogger. That's how I um, branded myself. And then it was like evolved to lifestyle. And then everyone started switching from influencer to like creator. So I've kind of seen the different steps, but that's when I started to gain more traction. Like I realized like, okay, I do need to have a website. I do need to invest in a DSLR camera, that sort of thing. Yeah. So you have a blog, you said you started off as a fashion blogger and you've evolved since then. Do you still have your blog now? And what did you, what did you, and what do you talk about now on your social media platforms? Yeah. Um, so I do still have my blog, but it has now, uh, what's the word? It's merged. Merged. Where's that? <laughs> I couldn't think of it. It's merged into uh, like a service, a website service where like I offer uh, with my business. So there's like, you know, con- content creation, consult, um, consultation and management. Okay. So I kind of merge it, but occasionally I still do blog because I still love it. And I'll honestly share a lot of like tips for, you know, New York City stuff, like any places people want to visit, that sort of thing. Yeah. So 
perfect segue. You moved to New York City after college. What is it like being a 20-something in New York City and you're, you know, freelancer, self-employed, entrepreneur, you know, what's what's that like? Oof, it is a challenge. You know, it. I always tell people I have a love-hate relationship with New York because you just learn so many things, but you learn them so quickly because I feel like living in a such a fast paced environment like New York City really grounds you and it teaches you so much within such a short span of time. Uh, so I would say it's been challenging, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I do love a challenge, but I also love learning through like the difficulties of what life throws at you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a big theme on this podcast is just that everything happens for reason and like those little like life lessons, even a good or like a good and bad day, they're both going to teach you something and it's super valuable. And then you get to look back in a few years and be like, wow, like, I'm really glad that like that happened. Um, like how far I've come. So talking about that evolution from, you know, fashion blogger to now and, you know, from college to now, where did you grow up and how have you evolved since then? And how has being on social media since 2010 allowed you to evolve? So I was in North Carolina. That's where I grew up. And that's also where I went to college. So just being in, I always refer to it as a bubble, like being in this bubble where people were very close-minded. It was hard to fit in at least from my end. Um, and I just, didn't feel like I belonged. So just knowing that I had to find some sort of outlet for myself and that's where the blog came in and that became a creative outlet for me. So I can really express myself and reach, hopefully reach people beyond North Carolina. Um, and, you know, I think what really helped with me was being consistent, even if it had no views, no comments, Blogs were pretty big, at least when I was growing up. And so it was important to have a lot of comments. And I just remember like feeling really down, but then realizing like, wait, you know, taking these pictures, sharing life, whether it's like college lifestyle or, or little things like, you know, going to brunch with friends, I realized like, oh, I really enjoy like the aspect of storytelling. And that's when I started to get into like, how can I continue to storytell with social media evolving? Yeah. But how have it, you evolved as a person? Like you grace yourself. How has it taken you? Because North Carolina to New York City is a big jump, but you've come a really long way through this process as well. Yeah. Um, how have I evolved? I think really it's been <laughs> learning how to surround yourself with difficult people. I think like I've learned a lot because I've met so many people throughout from North Carolina to New York City and people with different personalities, people who don't think like you, people who don't accept you. Just meeting all these people has really like changed at least what I value in relationships, friendships, and career. Absolutely. And you share a lot about that on your podcast, On The Grow. So when did you decide, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Why a podcast? And what do you talk about on on the grill? Okay. Um, I like this question because I remember having to ask myself this too when I started my podcast because one, I've always wanted to like figure out what was next after blogging. And podcast to me seems like blogging 2.0. 
you know, um, the podcast, right. Like, I feel like we've had conversations about this, uh, how it's like, you get express yourself. It's like your online diary and people can hear your thoughts and you can be expressive. So for me, at least the podcast, when I, I think I've kind of, um, tried to figure out like what direction I wanted originally, but it's mainly a solo podcast where I have different seasons that focus on like different topics and it really depends on where I am at in life. So I remember when I first started, there was like a New York city series, like, you know, moving to New York, what's the rent like stuff like that. But now, you know, I'm in a running season. So I have a running, you know, series going on right now. So I was actually, that was one of my questions, like why you choose to do it in series instead of a continuous show. Like you, you kind of explained that, but can you dive a little bit more? Yeah. Into so, okay. On the grow. I mean, I, I chose that because it's like, I'm always on the go, but also growing too. Yeah. So I love the name. <laughs> thank you. So that's why I chose that. But also it made me realize like, well, wait, you know, you could, I could do these episodes, but I like the idea of having a topic and then really diving into it. So like expanding on it. So like focusing on one thing. So if anyone, let's just say they were in a season of like season of waiting. I have a seasons of series where it's like seasons of love, seasons of waiting, seasons of grief. And if they wanted to tap into something with a season they're in, they know which like season to go to. Okay. That makes total sense. No, I I was just curious as to that. I don't know if editorial is the word, but you know what I mean? Like that creative choice maybe. Um, So I was just curious, when did you start your podcast and how have you grown your podcast? Because you said it's primarily solo episodes. So do you not have guests at all? Or like, how have you grown the podcast if it's primarily a solo podcast? It's grown because I'm constantly growing. And I think people also, like they say, what's that saying? Like you are what you attract. So I feel like people who are also in the same boat are growing with me and you know they're evolving too so maybe their mindset's constantly shifting just like mine is so it's that's kind of how I view it it's like okay you know people aren't stagnant at least the people that I want to reach aren't um so how can I continue to and and so what I'll do is I'll have like different topics that um maybe like you know push you out of your comfort zone or make you think a little bit more um and that's how I I guess would measure the growth aspect of making people really like think into it. And I started my podcast um, two, three years ago. So not too long. Um, And originally I did have guests to start, but then I think as I was going into the podcast, I realized like, I do want to do more of like a solo, like share more about me. It's like, um, like my Instagram, but like deeper because you get to hear my thoughts. Yeah, I love that, like what you said earlier about how like a, a podcast is kind of like a blog 2.0 and it's, and like what you said right now that it's like your Instagram, but deeper. I love having my solo episodes to share those inner thoughts and like those topics similar to you, but I like having guests on because the same way that I'm growing and evolving other people around me are, and I want to surround myself with those people and they inspire me and I want to inspire other people to to go on that journey with us and give them the tools and the resources to do so. But I, I, it's definitely a different type of podcast, the way you do it, but it, it, it works for you. And it's, it's an interesting choice, which is why I wanted to ask you about it because maybe someone is more geared to podcasts like that, who are specific topics or who wants to start a podcast, but they're like, 
I don't know if I could talk for 52 <laughs> weeks a year, like, what would I talk about, but maybe doing the seasons and, you know, either by topics similar to you or just, you know, two months of episodes straight and then a month off and then two months and then a month off, even if it's just continuous, but like you're taking a set hiatus. I don't know. There's different approaches to it. So I'm just always curious to see why people do things the way that they do and the choices that they make and how it's gotten to you where you gotten you to where you are and has helped you grow going back to the name on the grow but yeah so can you talk a little bit about building a business online building a business on social media and using what you've learned building your business to help others now build their own businesses because that's another part of your of what you do I know um so funny you, you ask this because I have been spending this past week just really questioning that myself like questioning more of you know like when you do these um what are they called like check-ins with yourself and I was at this one point and I was like is this where I want to be like is am I doing what like the goals I had set for myself like am I reaching them or am I close to am I heading down that path so it's so funny because I am not I do not have a business background I always thought like oh if you want to build a business you have to be educated in that department you have to know how to handle like the finances and the management and I'm a creative, okay? Like I am a creative. I don't know how this works. So I'm learning right now. And it is very difficult. I didn't know like tax season, you if you have an <laughs> you know, fire on people, you need to have like a W, like you need to have all these forms. And I'm just like, I'm learning, but it's like it's life-changing because they say the fastest way to learn is through experience. Absolutely. And I'm really just taking it all in. Um, so I, I guess I would say it's really like when you do want to build a business and and really take initiative there, really be open-minded, like prepare to fail several times and just ask for help because you can't do it yourself. Like you actually need people who are educated in that space to help you. Absolutely. And I think the more you fail, the more lessons you learn and you take that with you to the next step. And, but I want to talk a little about what you said. You didn't have a business background. You're learning as you go. And I think it's a hundred times more valuable. Our mutual friend, Ali and I talk about this all the time, figuring it out by doing and making mistakes and, you know, learning from them. And you, you were both getting a crash course in an MBA without having to go to business school by, you know, her by building Rella and me by building my own platforms, you know, similar to you. So I think sometimes you don't always have to go the education, like the traditional education route of going to school for it, you can learn it on your own um, and you've been really successful at it. So what are some tips that you would give to people who want to, whether it's social media or a traditional, you know, direct to consumer, other types of businesses? I mean, you need to have a social media presence now anyway. So what are some tips that you have for people who want to build a business? I mean, just kind of piggybacking off of what I said, like, one, look, I, when I started this, I thought I had to do all the research, have like, like all the knowledge of what it is that you need. But I think the biggest thing is just doing it, like starting. I feel like everyone just is like wrapped around, okay, I need to have a DSLR camera. I need to have a drone. I need to have like an iPad. And, and I'm like, no, you just have to start. <laughs> like you, just, yeah. like you don't have to have all the equipment. Um, and I think that's like a mindset thing though, because people are scared like, well, what if this doesn't work because I didn't have an iPad? Uh, little things like that. So one changing, like shifting your mindset to this thing of just starting. That's um, a big one. I like that. Yeah. 
starting and also I feel like we might be the same in this but like being perfectionists like planners and wanting to lay everything out like have your like five yeah, year done plan. is better than perfect just <laughs> do it yeah I knew where you were going with that. you were like whatever goal you had set for like month three you're not that's not gonna happen no. <laughs> like just know that and it's okay you're- to have goals and like you and I both we have these goals for ourselves and we do these I love oh that's why I want to ask you about the check-ins like you mentioned earlier you know when you have those weekly monthly check-ins with yourself so, so important, whether you do it in therapy or journaling or however you do it for yourself, have those check-ins with yourself. And it's okay to be like, all right, I have this goal. Don't be so strict on yourself. Like, you know, but it's like, oh, I didn't reach that goal. Like, do I still want that? Is that still in line with who I am now since the last time I checked in? If it is, all right, all right. Maybe I will like, I'm going to keep working towards that, but like, I'm going to push it back a little to give myself the time to get there or mm, maybe not really in line with who I am anymore, scrap that and see what you, where you are at and be like, all right, let's start a new goal. So I love that you mentioned that and absolutely done is better than perfect. You can't be such a perfectionist because then you're never going to start. So I love that you, I love that you brought that up for sure. So you are a social media strategist. That is an, another avenue of things that you do because you do so many different things. So what does that mean? What is a social media strategist and how did you kind of fall into that and having clients, you know, freelancing clients and building that as a business? Yeah. So there's obviously different words you can use. There's social media manager, there's content creator, there's like, what else is there? You could call yourselves many things, right? But I think when I... I had this question with myself when I first started branding myself as a social media strategist. I remember being like, what words do I want to come after social media? Because what is the thing, what's the first thing I need to focus on if I'm going to be taking on clients and helping them grow social media? And it was strategy. Because I'm like, you need a strategy. Without a strategy, you can't really have a plan. And you can't really create whatever it is you want because it's not sustainable because if you don't have a strategy then you won't be like it won't be sustainable for you in the long run like whether you're creating content or you're like I don't know building your brand so I always thought that when you market strategy to people that will one kind of um what's the word direct or even like train people to think of like what is the first thing you need in order to build a presence yeah so I think that's great advice. So I know you're not going to give it away as you shouldn't, but what are some tips for people in building a strategy? How have you like resources you use, podcasts you listen to, books you've read, or just trial and error? Like what are some ways to build a strategy and maybe like high level, like one or two, like really strong strategy tips that you recommend to implement in building social media? So some tips I do have, and I'm happy to share this because I think it's important for everyone to evaluate or reevaluate themselves um, with their presence. I would say one, check in with like the quality of your work, at least with Instagram, it really is more about the quality than the quantity of posts that you have. And two, they say that you need to have a niche. And I feel like, I don't know if we've had this conversation off the mic before, but We definitely have. (laughs) We definitely have. I would argue that you don't have to have one. You know, like that's like saying like, okay, 
you're a swimmer, dancer, athlete, I don't know, soccer player. You can only pick one of those, but you're all of them, right? So that then you wouldn't be a whole person. So yeah, that's we what did, I, we did talk about this because I don't know if you remember, we talked about it when I was like, I started blogging about law school, but I didn't want to become only a law school blogger because one, it's only three years, but two, like there's a whole personality behind the law right? school. We did talk about, I remember this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I was thinking. Like, it's a challenge because I see a lot of these like Instagram coaches are like, you only, you can only fuck on one thing. And I'm just like, that's not true because that's like, yeah, that's like putting someone in a box and being like, you can only be this in the box. We had that conversation as well. I hate being put in a box. It's (laughs) so frustrating. So what I was, where I was going with that was, yes, I think there's a strategic way, bringing in strategy again, to market your different niches, like different personalities. Um, because look, people don't like to see the same thing every day, like eating the same meal. Like people don't like that. Like they want to see variety, but you have to be smart about how you do it. Obviously. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think having content pillars is more important than niches. And yeah, I agree with you. I'm so tired of the, you have to niche down advice. Like, you know, I've had people on here who say that advice and it works for them and other people who disagree with it, like you and I. And I think if the niching down works for you, it works for you, but it's not going to work for everyone. So I think it's a strategy in and of itself to try it, give it a real shot, see if it works. And if you don't like the results or you don't feel that it works for you, just making sure that the content that you're creating and you're, what you're putting out there is in alignment with you. And if it doesn't work, then pivot and try a different strategy. I think that in and of itself is a strategy. So I think that's a great tip. I actually have one more that I do want to add. No, go um, ahead. And it's kind of piggybacking off of what you said. It's you have to realize that like the things I say, it doesn't work for everyone. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I could say, hey, you need to post 10 reels, let's just say but your photos are doing amazing. Well, then don't stop doing that just because I tell you to do something. Like focus on what is working for you. I can give you tips to help you with try different things, but you will be able to figure out what works based on trial and error. Absolutely. And I agree, like a perfect example of what you just said, like don't stop posting in-feed posts, like uh, static images or carousels, just because video content is king right now, like you can do both, yes really implement reels and any new features that come out but not everything has to be a reel sometimes we want a static image you know sometimes we want a quote sometimes we want a carousel you know you can mix it up it doesn't have to be like every time there's a new strategy or tip that everyone is recommending because there's trends within that as well like implement it but one if it doesn't work for you doesn't work for you you gave it a shot oh well didn't happen pivot or if it does work for you but you don't have to do that every single time because then it gets boring and it's like people that's when people are going to unfollow people are going to mute you people are going to complain that you're just not relatable anymore because it's like you're just doing this one thing and like we are not static people we are dynamic people so Mm -hmm. yeah I I love that you said that and how do you get clients as a freelancer so you marketed yourself as a social media strategist using the tools that you learned building your own businesses, but how have you actually gotten clients for someone who wants to be a social media manager, social media strategist, or any type of entrepreneur that's service-based freelancer? What are some ways that you can get clients when you're just starting out? I always say have work, like have a portfolio. Even if you don't have a client, you can still create like work. 
even the next restaurant you go to, take pictures of the food, tag the restaurant. They might get some attention there. And even just like try to for like pretend they are a client. Approach it that way. Pretend they are a client. Look at how their Instagram looks now. Figure out what their voice is, figure out what their branding is, and try to replicate it with your own style. Because that's another thing. I don't like people who just imitate what is seen. I like people who are able to take the, the branding, the voice, and then create their own style with it. And I think that's what is so crucial with these different social media managers and social media media like strategists. Like you have to have your own style. And I think that's so important for me to even because I do have so many clients that have different, like they're all in different industries. So I have to make sure I'm still focusing on their branding while still maintaining my own within their brand. But to answer your question about how I am getting clients. So at first, I think I was reaching out just to initially start. But then because I was able to showcase my work on my platform, that's actually gained a lot of eyes for clients. Um, That's why I think I realized like, oh, I have a lot of future potential clients looking at my Instagram. So I need to always have quality work, whether it's I don't know, me going, like me creating a week in my life reels, that needs to be high quality because they would probably want the same kind of video style. And that's how I've gotten a lot of clients is like they find my work and also uh, word of mouth. They'll be like, well, I work with this girl and she's amazing. So yeah, no, networking is a big topic um, on this podcast. I wouldn't be able to have this podcast if it wasn't for my network. It's all who you know especially one as a lawyer, but two in the influencer industry, word of mouth is so, so important. Brands talk, um, you know, PR specialists talk, influencers talk, all of that. But I love what you said about your work being your portfolio. Our Instagram pages are our portfolio. They're our life, but they're also our, our brand. We're building a personal brand by being online, whether you are trying to be a creator or not, that is the brand that you're putting out there, that's your reputation. That's what it used, the word used to be called. Now it's kind of brand, but they go hand in hand. So (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up and word of mouth is super important, but what are some ways to start building a portfolio? You, You brought up a good example, you know, treating a restaurant, just like where you go tonight for dinner as a client, great advice. What are some other ways to start building a portfolio and also are there any platforms that you recommend getting on for to start having clients besides your own portfolio are there any platforms that you would recommend or that you use um i know that some of my um friends who are in this network they have like these facebook groups where they're a part of it's like pr groups um talent manager groups so you can find a ton of these facebook groups that um, where they communicate this sort of stuff. But like I said, I think my biggest thing would be if for someone, even me, like if I'm hiring someone, I want to see your work. Like I love hearing your experience and why you're passionate about this job, blah, blah, blah. But if your work doesn't speak for itself, then I can't move forward. So that's why it's so crucial to have something. You don't even have to have a client. Like I said, make, go to a restaurant, go to a hotel like near you and just shoot photos. Like, let's just see how creative you can get. Absolutely. Show, don't tell. I talk about this a lot um, in the context of personal statements to get into college, grad school, law school. Um, You want to show them why you deserve to be 
in that school and what that school is going to offer you and what you're going to offer that school. Don't just tell them I want to be a lawyer because I was five and I wanted to be a lawyer. Like, no, like everyone wants to be a lawyer when they're five, you know, why show me why you deserve to be here. So I, I, I love that advice. Show, don't tell another common topic on here, but yeah. So I don't know. I love you are so you, it's funny that you say like, you know, you didn't have a business background because you are so business minded now. And I just, I, as a friend love like going to you, like, like we'll hop on a random zoom, like these conversations that we were referencing earlier. It's like, we would just like random, like, Hey, do you have five minutes? Like, can we hop on a zoom? I want to ask you this. And I love hearing your what your insight because it's so valuable even if it doesn't necessarily work for me because I'm staying true to myself it's good to know in the back of my head that that's an option and like find a way to implement it somewhere or another and give it a shot and then if it didn't work out like we said doesn't you know but I you are so business oriented so I you said like you don't have the business background but like you do it's 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 in there so you know you you never know until you try done is better than perfect you started and here we are so I I love that so how do you balance all the things that you do? And balance is a myth. That's not the right word. I don't quite know. I've been using the word navigate, but even then it's like, it's still a synonym. So it's not the best word, but how do you make, okay, better question. How do you make time for yourself, your personal life, those weekly check-ins, those monthly check-ins, making sure that you're okay, who is Grace, checking in with Grace as an individual and still navigating all the business things that you're doing and just making time for yourself. What are some ways that you, you prioritize yourself? I just want to say, I love this question because I struggled with this. I think we all then, <laughs> Yes, definitely. But I went through, I think it was more um, a few months ago. It was very intense to the point where I just couldn't, I didn't know how, how I could move forward with my business. It was like to that point. And I think when you get to that point, well, one, it's that wake up call you need because it gets you to really evaluate where you are um, in life as well as your career. But I would say that it was creating the boundaries that really just helped me manage what I do. It's hard um, to not use the word balance. I know, balance, <laughs> but you're right. No, like, look, it's everything is. It's prioritization, okay. time management and priority, prioritizing yourself. Right. So I think because I have these boundaries now in place with like weekends, I used to work weekends. I used to work every day, like till midnight. There was no time because I thought like, look, if I'm doing this by myself, then it's kind of like mandatory that I work all the time. No, as an entrepreneur, you do not have to work all the time. People probably think like, oh, they get to do whatever they want. No. <laughs> It's harder, if anything. No, it's not, and it's not sustainable that way. Um, but yeah, yeah, so what are some some tools? What do you do? What do you like to do on the weekend? You mentioned running, but um, what are some ways that you you unwind, decompress, make time for yourself? What are some tools, and what do you do on the weekends when you are off the clock? So, because we're on our phones, I try not to do any work. And by work, look. I will always take photos. I will always, like that to me isn't work, but work to me, I define it. Like I had to define what work meant in the social media space. So it's like anything where um, like I'm doing something for a client, even if it's editing something, if it's responding to a client, if it's like anything that is my time on the clock is considered work. So 
don't do any of that. Everything's on um, do not disturb. I still check things occasionally because it's social media. Um, but I think knowing that, like just making sure that you're like being true to yourself with your time um, and not, and actually giving yourself that space, I think that's helped. And also not to mention, I've been trying this thing um, at least this year where I wake up an hour earlier. So I wake up at five or 6 a.m. because having that one hour has actually helped me sleep, <laughs> sleep earlier. I wouldn't say sleep earlier because then I'll find myself editing a podcast episode at two in the morning like I was last night. So how I have as much energy as I do right now is beyond me. But I, I like starting my day about one to two hours before I actually have to be somewhere. So I have that slow morning and not to be that girl, but like the morning routine, I'm not super strict with it, but like, I like to give myself a slow morning. So I'm not like, I need to be better about not checking my phone right away. But like, at least I'm not like, jumping into emails oh my god I missed a meeting running late like how in the movies they were like I I love that and do not disturb is my best friend that is the best thing that has ever been invented a focus mode when it's on it's on focus <laughs> mode's best update ever honestly mm -hmm. I have a school I have a work and if it's work Natalie comes through alongside my parents if it like the only people like on school mode is my parents do not disturb is absolutely nobody unless you're in my favorites but like it's still like, you have to call me two times for it to go through period. Cause it's do not disturb. And then I have like personal mode, which is Instagram notifications are off. Like all my like notifications drop, but like my texts are coming through, um, and like calls and stuff. So yeah, I love the focus um, feature and do not disturb. And yeah, I think that's a, it's good to know, like when you like setting boundaries for yourself in all aspects of your life, relationships, friendships, family, all of those things, but especially with social media, because increasingly our lives are connected to a little computer in our pocket, which is wild because we grew up without that. So that's a whole nother conversation, but it's just crazy how fast technology moves and the way the world works. But thank you so much, Grace, for coming on the podcast. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and I hope people listening got some really great tips and advice because like I said, you are so such a great resource for people. So speaking of resources, what are like one or two resources that you really recommend to people who want to be in the creator economy, either as a creator like you are or as a social media strategist, which is the other hat that you wear and where can everyone find you? To answer your first part, I would say um, four. Four is a really good resource. So is Later. They provide a lot of these like, you know, updates on what's happening with Instagram and even just social media in general. And they, I think they do a lot of like blog posts on this very topic. So very resourceful to check those out. And you can reach me on Instagram. I'm at by Grace Lee. And um, I do have a website where my services are listed. And if anyone wants to learn or wants to get in touch with me for that, it is gracefullymade.com. I'll link everything in the show notes. I love your website name. I've told you this before because um, her name is Grace Lee. So gracefully made. I just, I love that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Mm -hmm.